You're listening to the Ron and Don Show on the Ron and Don Radio Network, ronanddon.com. All right, look out now. Here they come. It's the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Yep, they heard your plea. Now you got three, three episodes of the Ron and Don Show, thanks to Les Schwab. Coming to you live from the Les Schwab Studios in Ron. It's the holidays. Why not go out and buy a T-shirt and help some cops, help some kids? That's right. Ronadon.com. You click on that radio microphone. Scroll down a little bit. We got Ronadon merch. Uh, $5 from every T-shirt still goes to Charlie's Dinosaur. Uh, and we're going to have a big update about that later in this show. We're going to do another check presentation to Charlie's Dinosaur. Explain about what that is. Then also, the, the shirts run a little bit narrow, so go a size up if you're not uh, used to a slim fit shirt. And then also, we got dog slash cat slash baby uh, bandanas that are available right now in two sizes, big dog and small dog. Yeah, uh, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, we're going to talk about your dog a little bit. And my dog does something to me where he jumps up with his paws, and I always tell him to get down, and now I've learned that maybe I shouldn't do that. So if you're telling your dog to get down, maybe you shouldn't do that. And also, you would not believe what is happening in Uber cars from coast to coast. I am flummoxed by a new report that just came out. So we're going to talk about that straight ahead on the Ron and Don Show. So since we just got through the shopping season, or the shopping season is in full effect right now, we just went through Black Friday, uh, Cyber Monday. The origin story of Cyber Monday was interesting, by the way. I was listening to Seth Godin podcast, and he was uh, talking about back in the day. He was in the room when they were with some, the Internet Marketing Association in the 90s, and they were like, man, we're getting killed here. Mm -hmm. We got Black Friday uh, in... And so this is happening the day after Thanksgiving, and they were worried about what was going on. And there was one guy that said, why don't we do Cyber Monday? And so they, he, like one dude just invented Cyber Monday that now has become one of the biggest shopping days in the year. He should have patented that so he could have got a lot of money. But right, right. so there's a new uh, study out from uh, Civic Science where they looked at the $15 billion influencer ad universe. So do you know what this is? An influencer ad would be if you are on Instagram or you're on Twitter or you're on Facebook and you see someone that you know that's not necessarily a celebrity and they insert a product into their feed. And for the celebrities that are influencers, Kim Kardashian, for instance, she's worth $350 million. Her sister, who has all the makeup lines, she's worth a billion dollars. She makes, her, her just for one post, Kim Kardashian, for one post, she makes one point three million dollars for one post in fact her husband the other day kanye west said hey would you put some yeezy gear out there on your platform right and you know what she did she said yeah i'll do it but she charged him a million dollars good for her to put it you talk about keeping up with the kardashians she's she's making her own husband keep up with the kardashians okay so uh 15 billion dollars they they think is the influencer advertising budget uh, for 2020 and uh, here's the thing though on all platforms but instagram uh, influencer ads are tanking. So when they poll Americans, most people don't like influencers. They aren't buying influencers unless you're on Instagram. So what percentage of Americans do you think? And I don't think you've read this study. Mm-hmm. What percentage of Americans in 2019 bought something they saw from an influencer? Uh, I'm going to go with 8%. 8%. All right. So, so that's 15%. Not, not bad. That's not bad. It's not and a bad so, guess. But it's if not you, a great guess, but it's not a bad if guess. If you use Instagram been worse. every single day. It's at 90%. If you use Instagram every single day, uh, 42% of those users have bought something from an influencer that they follow. Hmm. I did this and got burned in 2019. You did. 
and I trusted Instagram. So yeah. I thought I saw it. I saw an ad. I was cruising through my feed, and I saw. Are you familiar with the, the little teardrop trailers that you can tow it behind your truck and it pops? Up. It's kind of like a mini pop up trailer. Yeah, they're called can, frogs or toads, or my friend has one. Yeah, yeah. a little teardrop. You can yeah. get two people in there, like right. a twin size bed. Yeah. The back pops open, and there's a little kitchenette. You put a cooler and a hot plate in there. And so I saw this. I've been I've been sort of looking at those online, oh, and cool. so it came up. You know, how it does that. It follows you around, yeah. but it had it said it was like a going out of business uh we're selling we're uh, a teardrop company going out of business mm. we're going to sell you just the chassis so it's going to be the trailer with the body but it's not going to have all the bells and whistles inside for like 249 dollars mm. and and because i saw it on instagram i was like okay somebody's vetted this ad or it wouldn't have shown up on instagram i was like that's an amazing deal i can probably finish out the back part and put the electronics in no big deal so i've been wanting one of these so i bought it it turned out to be a scam i had to go through my credit card to get it back but i fell prey to the instagram buy um have you bought anything on instagram and then i got a follow-up question about a uh, hundred dollar purchases no i haven't bought anything on uh instagram so but no like powder like uh because of workout powder i have running shoes you know what anything? i do is i use amazon mostly and then i go through and i read the reviews and you really helped me one day because you said you know what don't read all the five-star reviews don't read the one-star reviews get off the lawn people. read the two three four-star reviews because that's where the truth lies and i have to say the majority of the time, like 95% of the time, when I take the time to read the reviews and then I get the item, they're spot on. People right. do a really- do the two or the three and four stars. Yeah, I'm very appreciative of the fact that people take the time to, to write reviews and I'm trying to do a better job with that myself. Okay, a so. question that I love, uh, and this is great in like if you're at a cocktail party, what's the, the, the item you've purchased in 2019 for $100 or less, around $100 or less- that made the biggest impact in your life. Yeah, we talked about this uh, before the show because I, I was thinking about this. I bought a uh, old pair. In fact, these were these were used running shoes. Uh, there's a small running store uh, that's over by Discovery Park where I run, and I stopped by there, and they had sponsored a trail run. And from this trail run, they had all these shoes left over. And these shoes had just been uh, – people were, were allowed to try them on and run, run the trails. I ended up buying a pair of these shoes. They're called Hoka Tra uh, Challengers, Hoka Challengers, H-O-K-A. That particular shoe – I now own 15 pairs of those shoes – that shoe has changed my life. I've told you about that shoe, and when I've you tried them, and when you travel, I do the Hoke One. Do you do you wear the Hoka when you travel? I did. I walked seventy three miles in my yeah. new. My friend Carter, who was uh, in Vietnam War. He threw 300 missions that off an aircraft true. carrier. That, that changed your life more because you did a marathon this year. You never could have done that before. I could have never done it without the Hoka shoes. In fact, I couldn't run anymore without the Hoka shoes, and sometimes I can't walk. I told Carter about it. I told my mom. My mom is now wearing Hoka's. Uh, I tell everybody. I said, even if you're not a runner, try these shoes on because you will experience longevity if you have a lot of pain in your feet like I do. So those particular shoes, I think I bought them for 90 bucks. It's made a difference in my life. And then even with my mom, my mom started walking with a cane. She she put the Hoka's on. She just came to visit, and she was able to walk really? through, the, through the airport. That's awesome. With just her Hoka shoes on. So I, I would love I'm for an people. Evan, I'm an even evangelist when it comes to Hoka. I would love for people to email me this because it's a really great exercise. Email us or uh, hit us on our Twitter feed or Instagram or whatever. The hundred dollar or less purchase that has made the biggest about, impact yeah, in life. What about for you? The other one for me that that's my go to, uh, and this is going to sound trite, but it really is true. I bought a coffee cup warmer that sits by my computer. You plug it into the wall. I think it's by Mr. Coffee. Mm -hmm. And it was 
$12 or $15. And I like to sip my coffee in the morning, but I don't like it to be cold. And so when I'm working, yeah. I put it on. It's like a little hot plate. I need that. And so I stick it. I, I get my coffee. I go upstairs, I turn turn on my little hot plate, yeah. I stick my coffee cup on there. It stays warm the entire time. Love it. And every day when I'm using it, I was like, that's the best 15 bucks that I've spent in the last couple years because it just, uh, it keeps my coffee. It makes me happy every day. Yeah. I need that because I'm a reheat my coffee every morning. I end you know up, what? I'll buy that for you for Christmas. I'm it, buying it for you. Don't I, buy one. I put it in the microwave three or four times. And then what happens is you start getting busy, and then it's time to take my son to school, and I'm looking around like, where's that coffee? Where's the coffee? Where's the coffee? Where'd my coffee go? So I get in the car, lost my coffee, so now I got to go and buy a coffee at the Starbucks. So I go in there, I buy a tall blonde. It's not what you think. Hey-oh. And then that evening, like when I'm unthawing something or getting ready to prepare dinner, I look in the microwave, and that's usually where my full cup of coffee is. Don't buy it. That I I now have nuked four times and tastes horrible. That's going to be my Christmas present to you. I'll get you the best one, and uh, you're going to love it. And I'm going to get you nothing like I normally do. Perfect. You're going to love that. Sounds great. It's the Rod and Don Show. We're just getting started. Is this episode number 37? 37. Uh, Please subscribe, and please share on your socials that Ron and Don are back. 37 episodes now, thanks to Les Schwab. They hear your plea now you got three three episodes every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you guys. That's pretty cool, isn't it? You know what else is pretty cool is your dog. And we live in dog country here in the Pacific Northwest. Doesn't matter in King County, Pierce County, Skagit Valley, Island. Doesn't matter where you are. We all love our dogs. I love my dog. And even though he's gone to the groomer now and he looks like a poodle, <laughs> bother me a little bit. But nonetheless, because I thought you were pro poodle, bushy tail. Ah, uh, he, he looks. That was an act. He's a guy that looks like a girl poodle now. Wait till, wait till you see him. Anyway, not that there's anything wrong with that. So, uh, we come up, we come back about one minute from now. We're going to talk about your dog jumping on you. And we've always told our dogs to get down, sit. We tell them off. We tell them leave it, right? When I'm trail running, I tell my dog leave it. Drop it. Stop. Wait. All this other stuff. And you he's actually, actually have conversations with your dog, and I don't think he gets most of it. <laughs> Charlie, what are you doing? I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes he's my only friend. Uh, we're going to talk about what your dog is saying when they jump up on you. And maybe you should let your dog jump up on you. Yep. Talk about that next. My son calls that uppy. It's the uppy trick. Charlie, uppy! Uppy! Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show. Starring Ron and Don. And sometimes me at ronanddon.com. Hey, Ron and Don here for Les Schwab. And Don, one of the things I was so excited about when Les Schwab decided to sponsor the Ron and Don Show is how involved they are with the community, especially in the month of December. I'm pumped that we're teaming up with them again uh, to make sure that every kid in Western Washington has a gift this year. doesn't matter if it's under the tree, if it's for Kwanzaa, if it's for Hanukkah, whatever it is, they are teaming up with everyone here in the Pacific Northwest to make sure that folks got a tree and they got a, a Christmas present under that tree. Yeah, it's it's really cool and in fact each and every year we see these guys out in their les schwab trucks and you think they're carrying around tires and they're not they're carrying around toys and they have 85 locations in western washington to serve us and they're also want to make sure they serve the kiddos this year so stop by any les schwab tire center go to les find a location near you they're right in the neighborhood and drop off a new unwrapped toy and they will make sure it gets to a kiddo in western washington just in time for the holidays all right les schwab proven once again doing the right thing you know it matters Don and Don Don and Don Don and Don
All right, they heard your plea. Now you got three, three episodes of the Ron and Don Show every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. This is episode number 37. Thanks for subscribing. Give us a like. We appreciate you. Uh, we live in dog country. You, you walk into a building anywhere in the Pacific Northwest, you jump in an elevator. If people live there, dogs live there. In fact, I remember a couple years ago, and I don't know if these stats still hold, but in the city of Seattle, there were more dogs than there were. Than there were kids. I've, I've been eyeball thinking about a new dog again. Yeah. I know I do this every year, but it's been probably four four years or so since I had to put yeah. down two when dogs. I got, when I got Charlie 14 months ago, he's 14 months now. My son and I have a dog. Uh, he got him uh, last Christmas. Charlie fixed yet? But Charlie Charlie is 14 months old. He gets fixed the day after Christmas. Nice. Yeah. But he just had a haircut and he looks a little ridiculous, but we'll get over it. Uh, as I was saying, he looks more like a poodle now, which kind of bothers me. I, I, I called our friend Charles. Because Charles is a Renaissance man, and he has a dog that is oh, Garou's the best dog. It's a bird dog, right? He's it, so well trained. I so, love Garou. And so I asked Charles. I said, "Hey, I want to teach my dog. So we're we're probably never going to go hunting, but I still like some of the things that you're able to do with your hunting dog, and I like to do that with Charlie." And so Charles got me these books, and then he said, "You know what you want to do is you want to teach your dog on a cord. You start on a thirty foot cord. So we went to Discovery Park. We had an orange cord." And you cut the cord shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter uh, until it's until it's about the size of a leash. And then you start leashing the dog after that. And then they go through stuff that you're supposed to do with collars and all that, which I never did. I never did a shot collar. I know that some people do that. Uh, but we didn't yeah, go to... Charles, Charles has all sorts of whistling and yeah. clicking and stuff that yeah. his dog can respond I just to. wanted to be able to trail run with him and have a good family dog that's not jumping up on people when they come over. Well, that's exactly what Charlie does. And one of the reasons he does is because when my son is doing all these tricks with him, one of the tricks that he has is called Uppy. And he, makes, he, he asks Charlie to jump on him and put his paws forward. And as he's pawing him, they give each other a big hug, and then he picks him up. And he, about the same height when he does Yeah, that. and he twirls him around, and it's called the uppy trick, and then he gives him a snack for that. Well, what that causes my dog to do now is to jump up on everybody when they walk through the door. And, he's got that trick down. And we've always said, hey, like when we're trail running, we just you just say off or you say leave it when, when we're running, So that especially when he sees another dog coming the other way. Uh, they are saying now that there is some new research that when your dog jumps up on you and he puts his paws or she puts their paws forward, what they're really trying to do is just connect with you, communicate with you, and say that I like you. They're expressing themselves yeah, by, out, by, 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 by jumping time up. Out. I'm always suspicious of these stories because how do they know? Like, I, I mean, I've watched the dog whisperer as much as anybody back in the day with Caesar Milan. Like, I've watched him. I've read a couple books about dogs. I've had dogs forever, except until recently. How do these dog experts know that when a dog paws at you that they're being affectionate versus, like, wanting to rip your lungs out? Well, then they say if there's only one paw, if all they do is just raise one paw, and this is uh, this is uh, in People last week, they say that that could signal that the dog is stressed. And then they went on oh, to say on. that there's other signs of stress, like flattening their ears or smacking their no, lips. That's true. And the best thing to do is just stay positive. I do notice when my dog, because I, I read in these books that Charles gave me, when your dog is yawning, it means your dog is stressed and your dog is nervous. And sure enough, I notice when Charlie is stressed or in a situation that would probably make him stressed, uh, and that's usually when he's done something, he's tore something apart and he's maybe in a little bit of trouble, he kind of yawns through the process of, oh, 
I'm in trouble again. Yeah, I no, went through the garbage. that's fine. And pinning the ears back and licking their lips, those are all The wagging behaviors. of the tail. Wagging tail is true. But like raising one paw versus another paw, I don't buy that. The one that it did say that it resonated, I think, in here is if you are showing your dog affection and then it paws at you to want more affection, that that clearly is what that means. Like, don't stop giving me affection. Uh, and that they want you to, um, you know, they're reciprocating when they, when they lick your hand or whatever. Like, that seems to make sense but like to try to make a blanket statement that every dog in in, in seattle or Seattle, when it raises one paw it means this and if it raises two paws it means that i, I don't want to buy into that sort of stuff yeah well i oh i i think though when when you get it's it, it's fun to think when you get home and your dog is jumping up on you and with, it's with, excited with both. sure well when they're a puppy it's cool and and you think it's cute when it's not cool or cute anymore is when they're like 110 pounds now All right, so and you're coming home and they jump up on you or they jump up on somebody else uh, on the trails or when you're out in public trying to socialize the dog then you're just you're 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 you feel a little uh i don't know you you feel a little silly i, I, I hate to even say this because it's going to unleash the floodgates but like so i'm moving back into my condo I was looking last night, actually, at possibly getting a new dog. Oh, cool. So I was cruising through there. And so condo dogs, people email me. I, I was looking at Great Danes because Great Danes, even though they're really big, are usually pretty cool. Yeah, about seven uh, years. Are I, I don't want to. They break your they, they leave. They break your heart. They break your heart. My friend Mike down in New Orleans has Great Danes. My brother has Great Danes. His Great Dane died in front of us, and we tried to give him mouth to snout. And we try. He's, he's, yeah. I like look that's at a, him. That's a cool dog. We're like, let's try it. So we sat there and we gave we gave his dog mouth, mouth so, to, Murph Murph. We tried to give him Murph mouth. Uh, to and snout. then I Didn't looked bring at um, uh, like Labradors, but they seem like they need a lot of space. Uh, these pit mixes are actually, I've met some that are super friendly and cool. Yeah. Would that be a good condo dog? Uh, and then the Shibu Inu, I've heard, is a good condo dog. But I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. So uh, email me about the, the dog situation. I just had a Shibu Inu stay at uh, one of my Airbnbs. Are they, were they good indoor dogs? A great, great dog. All right. So, yeah, great, great I'm dog. not spending a million dollars on a dog, though. Not I'm, doing it. I'm a pound dog guy. Not doing it. Okay. Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, Ed Troyer is going to stop by. We're going to talk to him. Uh, we're also going to talk to him a little bit about what's happening in Uber cars from coast to coast. He works with the Pierce County Sheriff's Department. We'll find out. Uh, in fact, Uber is just set. There's been over 6,000 allegations. Time out. I, do you like this bump? I thought it was going to be... Is it a little aggressive? <laughs> Should I erase this one? No, it's okay. You like it? Okay. No. Anyway, what's happening in Uber cars you may not be aware of. Uh, and we'll talk to Ed, who is the PIO of Pierce County Sheriff's Department. And then also we're going to talk to him about Charlie's Dinosaur, uh, what's happening for the holidays. And they just had a big, big event for the Powell Kids. Uh, so we're going to talk about that too straight ahead. All right. Thanks for stopping by today. We really appreciate you. Don't forget about the Ron and Don sit down. It's really cool, you guys. We sit down, we grab a cup of coffee. We talk about your real estate journey, and we try to meet you right there. Whether you're buying, whether you're selling, it's a big transaction. Whether you're downsizing, maybe you're about to have a baby, uh, we want to be a part of it. We want to help you. Not the, uh, be a, having the baby. What's that? Like doing the real estate part. Did I say that? Yeah. You do not want to be part of having your baby. Yeah. All right. It's the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network.
Hey, Ron and Don here for Les Schwab. Don, it is winter driving season. A lot of folks are going to head up to ski. They're going snowboarding. They're trying to get over the pass. Maybe it's time to go visit grandma for the holidays, and you know you're driving over to eastern Washington. This is the time of year. that you, Do you know if your tires are safe? Do you know if you're ready? Do you need studs? Do you need chains? There's a lot going on for winter safety. Well, and where you got to be careful is a lot of times you can go up to the pass. You can't get turned around and like, hey, you need chains or cables, or you can't move forward, and now you're stuck in the pass. Or let's say you have chains and cables and you haven't put them on in a couple of years and you don't know how to put them on. Now you're in a panic in the past trying to put them on. You don't know how to do it. And now you're having to go over and ask other motorists, how do I put these chains and cables on? And a lot of times they're trying to put on their own. Stop by Les Schwab Tire Center. If you have chains and cables right now, they'll show you how to put them on, even if you didn't buy them from the store. If you don't have them, stop by Les Schwab Tire Center. Make sure you have tires, uh, chains, and tire cables as we head into the holiday season and as we head into this winter season, all right? LesSchwab.com. Let's say it together. Doing the right thing. It matters this winter. Help cops help kids. Go to LongDon.com right now and buy a t-shirt. And $5 from every t-shirt sale will help kids like me. It's called Charlie's Dinosaur. All right, one of our favorite people uh, is here in the Les Schwab Studios. It is Ed Troyer, one of the top cops from Pierce County. And we have so many people that listen to the Rondon Nation and the Rondon Podcast in Pierce County. We really appreciate you guys. And anytime you need to get something done, I'll be honest with you, anytime you need to raise some money, anytime you need to make a difference, and don't take this the wrong way, King County, we don't start in Bellevue. Uh, we don't start in Maidenbauer. Uh, we don't start in Seattle. We start in Pierce County, or we start up north in places like Everett, where you have working men and women that even know uh, they may be on a budget, they're willing to go without a cup of coffee or without a hamburger, or their child is willing to go without a toy so that another child might have a toy as we head towards the holidays. Uh, something very beautiful uh, just happened in the last couple of days, and it was born out of a tragedy. And Ed is here to uh, tell us about it. And this is connected. In fact, we'll do a check presentation here in a moment to Charlie's dinosaur. Ed, remind us all about uh, Charlie and about Braden and about what just happened 10 years later. Well, 10 years ago, when Susan Powell went missing, and every December 6th across the country, there's something called the Christmas Box Angel, and there's over 150 of them. Everybody across the country gathers at those statues from the East Coast to the West Coast to remember kids that have lost their lives, either be fire, um, murder, car crashes, or abuse, or however they came to pass. And what's happening now is a lot of those kids are being buried next to the statue that you and your listeners funded seven years ago. We built that statue seven years ago in Charlie and Braden's name. And since then, as I was there, there were two new families on the hillside last Friday night when we were doing the dedication. And two new sets of families, unfortunately, were there. And I was looking around at all the new graves of all the young people and kids that were there. But it's a great place for people to go and remember their family and be with other people that have lost young loved ones. And so, Ed, I know, unfortunately, I know you uh, and some of your friends are became poker buddies of mine. You guys deal with a lot of bad stories throughout the years. You guys see people on the worst day of their lives. Why did this particular story uh, with Charlie and Braden and the Cox family, why did this end up being the one that turned into what it's turned into? 
I would think because you have two little boys and the families became nationally famous because of the disappearance of Susan Palcox and a lot of the television stations and news stations made a big deal about it and a lot of people are following it and our detectives became friends with those boys. So when we were doing search warrants and helping that family out and trying to help the West Valley Police Department, we made sure those boys were safe and didn't see what was going on. And our detectives worked with the boys, became friends with the boys. We wanted to insulate them from what a mess this whole thing was turning into. And then we all know what happened on Super Bowl Sunday when Josh blew up the house, killed the boys, and killed himself. That really launched it into a whole nother, another arena. And I like to, to just do this one more. I know we've done it multiple times, but give us the origin story one more time of Charlie's dinosaur. Cause Charlie, like a lot of kid, a lot of kids and a lot of grandkids, he was a really good with drawing and he liked to sign his name real big under his drawings. Charlie. Correct. We ended up finding a drawing in a search warrant of a dinosaur with his name, Charlie on it. And our detectives after this whole thing was over and we ended up, um, you know, doing security at the funeral. They said, we need this to live on. We needed something good to come out of this. And so Chuck Cox, the grandfather, working with our detectives, came up with an idea, and we called it Charlie's Dinosaur. And we had a logo made. And since then, we've brought in so many clothes, and we've tied it to toys for tots and suitcases, and we call it Charlie's Dinosaur. And we've got a character that goes out to see little kids, goes to parades and different events. And we've been waving that flag for seven years to keep those boys' memory alive through Charlie's Dinosaur. so now when when you interact with a child on one of their worst days of their lives, you can give them this backpack or give them a suitcase Suitcase, and it's fully stocked. Right. So suitcases and backpacks are full of clothing, maybe some uh, treats, artwork, school supplies, Coats, shoes, you name it. It's already set up for specific girl or boy, gender, age-appropriate stuff, a brand-new suitcase full of brand-new stuff, and they just get to keep it and take it with them, and then they own it until services kick in or whatever happens next. Yeah, so we're really talking about two different stories here that have blended so beautifully together. One is Charlie's Dinosaur, and in fact, right now what I'd like to do is we have a couple checks that we'd like to give you for Charlie's Dinosaur. Uh, this particular check, $500 is from me, and it's also from Scott and Mary Douglas because I promised toward the end of the year here if I had another transaction with Windermere that I'd take $500 from the transaction. And I had a transaction with Scott and Mary and also with Ron and Carrie, and out of that, uh, I have a check today, not for 500 but for $600 because we did a sit-down with one of our listeners by the name of Peter Clark, who's now one of our clients, and he handed me $100 in cash and said, would you give this to Ed Troyer for Charlie's Dinosaur? And I said, Peter, we would absolutely love to do that. So uh, on behalf of myself and Windermere and my friends Ron, Mary, and Carrie, and Ron and Scott, who are all part of this uh, transaction. And Peter. Yeah, and Peter. Here's uh, $600 to Charlie's Dinosaur. Oh, very nice. And then, Ed, I got one more okay. check for you. Uh, when After we uh, gave you the check presentation last time from the Ron and Don uh, t-shirt sales, which you can still go get at ronanddon.com, I was talking to the folks at the Windermere Foundation. So every Windermere agent in our office, and there were 94 in our office, is that right? 97. Don? 97 agents in our office. Every time they do a deal, uh, they give a little bit of money to the 
Windermere Foundation. And Charlie's Dinosaur dovetails so nicely with what Windermere is trying to do to help the people that are at crossroads in their lives, to help people that are doing a huge transition, which is, of course, is what we're doing here, and to help people that are vulnerable, which is exactly what Charlie's Dinosaur did. They heard about it, and they said, will you give a thousand dollars to Charlie's Dinosaur? So here's a check from the Windermere Foundation, our 97 agents strong uh, in our Lakeview office in the Midtown offices. We wanted to give you an additional $1,000. Well, we really appreciate that. And one of the things that we do with this money is we really make it go a long ways because a lot of our board members and our volunteers know how to go out and contact store managers and they wheel and deal with them and get no tax and two for ones and extra percentages off. So a little bit of money, and this is a lot of money, will go a long ways to make a lot of really good things happen. And it appears that the Ron and Don Nation, do we still say Ron and Don Nation? Of course, we, okay, of course. Good. Yeah. It's continuing to grow, and we really love it. And it, everybody needs to know that we're 100% volunteer, and every single dollar that comes in goes back out yeah. to help kids. And we should explain, so we have Charlie's Dinosaur. Where the boys are buried, one of the reasons why there are extra graves in the graveyard for other children is because something you and the sheriff, uh, Paul Pastor, found out a number of years ago, and then you guys jumped in, into action. Tell everybody what happened. It's an extraordinary story. Well, I think I think what it was, it was you guys that caused the big problem that it was a good problem to have. It was the sheriff and I just trying to fix a temporary thing for the day. We found out that they were going to bury Josh Powell next to the boys, and the sheriff and I both said, oh, no, that's not going to happen. We were going to try and you know maybe get a court order, but the days were too far out and everything, so the sheriff came up with this idea that maybe we should go by the round, ground around the boys and see if that would stop it. You know, as, as ridiculous as that sounds, I drove out to the cemetery and people out there were not happy about Josh being buried in their cemetery or next to the boys either. And they had not paid for the graves. So the sheriff and I bought the plots next to the boys to make sure that that didn't happen. We just left them empty forever and, and left it that way. But then the information got out that we had done that. And people from all across the country rallied. And we ended up getting about $125,000 that came in through your guys' radio show when you put the information out. And when that money came in, we ended up building that Christmas box angel and the memorial and put it all to good use for other kids that may reach unfortunate circumstances way too young in their life, whether they can't afford a place to be buried or they need somewhere to go or the parents need somewhere to go. And that's what we did with that money. And it's just turned into this huge thing where just we had hundreds of people out there on Friday night, even though it's a little chilly and cold, seven years in a row, people show up and we have a candlelight vigil and the school choir out there to honor all the kids that lost their lives. Yeah, because now you have those extra graves and it's like, who are they use these for? And we'll put kids next to kids. So... Uh, out of a tragedy, you can find something beautiful and a place to go to remember these young lives, right? Absolutely. And you know what? That statue and that whole area and that remembrance is going to outlive all of us. Hmm. It'll be there well after we're gone. So it'll be something that'll be uh, something that'll stand the test of time for ever. Yeah. Ed, something we did when we were on Terrestrial Radio, we did Toys for Tots every year, and uh, you guys are back at it. What are you doing, Toys for Tots in Pierce County? Well, we're, we're at it doing Toys for Tots. We got a lot of boxes out there. You know, we miss having the big drive with you guys because that brought in a lot of people and money. And then also we took another hit when Toys R Us went out. So Toys R Us was a big financial and toy donating sponsor, and they're gone. Hmm. So what's really happened is um, Les Schwab is stuck. You know, Les Schwab has really covered us, and all the toys throughout Western Washington that get donated at Les Schwab go back into your local communities. And we've been working with Les Schwab and you guys for a long time to collect toys. And next week we're going to go up and meet with them and collect another big truckload of toys. Uh, we had a big toy drive at um, Pacific 
Pacific Raceways, which brought in close to 10,000 toys through the car community. They had over 1,000 cars register last weekend, and it took us two days with 50 people to sort and box those toys. So we're getting it done. Mm. We're just doing it through a different path. Ed, what's it like? I was just like asking you uh, to think back last year when you showed up with a toy at someone's door. They weren't expecting it. They put their request in, and they're like, ah, it's probably not going to happen. Maybe they told their kids, uh, don't get excited. There's not going to be anything under the tree this year. What's it like? Can you just remember back to one story that when they opened the door and they were uh, obviously surprised to see you? Well, what I think happens the most time when we actually deliver the toys or go to the different distribution spots, I like to go watch and kind of stay back and watch what's going on. I think the parents are more excited than the kids because the kids don't really get it but makes the parents really, really happy that they're able to supply their kids with items and just like the other kids that they go to school with and just like when we give them coats. I mean, we have all these kids wearing clothes and layers and we give them coats and then they fit right in. I mean, things that we take for granted, that we all take for granted and probably majority of the people listening take for granted, um, a lot of people don't have. So when you give the parents the opportunity to give, which really starts back from your listeners helping us cops help the parents to help the kids so it trickles down or school teachers or social workers it makes them just as happy for those kids to receive toys and be part of what's going on through the holiday yeah. season our thanks to les schwab you know what uh they heard your plea now you got three episodes of the ron and don show every wednesday thursday and friday because of les schwab we just talked to brett clark about the big toy drive you can stop in any of their 85 locations in western washington and the thing that I love, and Ed, you just talked about this, is they make sure that those toys stay in that community, right? Yeah. We just had an incident with Les Schwab two nights ago when we were going to the tribal parade down in Puyallup to drop some stuff off for some of the unfortunate kids that live up there on the reservation. And um, my wife got a flat tire on our Yukon, and we went to Les Schwab, and they were closed. It's just like five minutes to five. And then they determined we needed four new tires and showed us why, felt totally confident about us, and were able to stay after hours and put four new tires on our car because we were out delivering toys. Hmm. So we were back on the road at about 5.40 that afternoon, and we pulled in at 5 o'clock at closing, and they got us on the road, and we continued on. Wow, that is so cool. That's and I didn't we, make that. That's a true thing. That, that is, happened. You know what? Brett I mean, Clark's made up. That's that. why I went right there. Yeah, yep, my friend right Rich there. is going to love hearing that. Amy's going to love hearing that. Everybody at Les Schwab is going to love hearing that. And that's because doing the right thing, it matters, not just during the holiday season, but all year long. And we've heard that story time. Time and time again, the doors were closed, they were shut, they were heading home, and then somebody pulls in and they need some help, and boom, the next thing you know, they stay a little late and they take great care of you. And now I'm good for another 65,000 miles. There you go. <laughs> and one more time, if people want to be a part of Charlie's Dinosaur, Crime Stoppers, if they want to be a part of what you're doing in Pierce County with toys... How can they reach out, even if they want to write a check? Maybe they want to write a check and say, hey, you know what? You guys have buying power. Let me give you some money like my client Peter Clark just did. Yeah, that's what the O'Brien Auto Group did. They ended up raising about eight to $10,000, and we're out buying toys with that right now and making some good deals. And people can find us at tpcrimestoppers.com. That's TP, which stands for Tacoma Pierce County, crimestoppers.com, or look us up on the web. We have an address there. You can donate online. You can mail us a check. You, you could, we've had people mail us $20 bills and we put it all to use. Yeah. yeah, that's what Peter did. Peter handed me five $20 bills and I'm like, okay. Well, I got to tell you guys, last time I was on the show, um, about four days later from one of your listeners, it, I got a check for $500. Oh, and in nice. the bottom left hand corner said, via Ron and Don. That's and awesome. It was a restaurant in Kent. That's awesome. Outstanding. Yeah. Thanks to the restaurant yeah. in Kent. Yeah. Uh, email us, let us know who you are. So, and anything else for you, uh, before you want to go? No, I'm good. I appreciate your listeners, and you guys have me on occasionally, and us talking about um, 
these type of things besides uh, the regular crime and mayhem that we deal with every day. Yeah. You look good. Yeah. What's going on? I slept. Okay. A <laughs> <laughs> whole night. Hey, and, and we caught a hit and run suspect everybody's aware of today, and so that kind of takes a little pressure off and makes things a little better. Yeah. Nice job. Hey, thanks for stopping by, being a part of something bigger than yourself. It's the Ron and Don Podcast, and thanks for sharing it on your socials. Thanks for subscribing to it. And also, thanks for giving us a rating. That really helps us in the algorithm. Absolutely. And share this episode. Uh, Ed, maybe we can get Ed to share it on his Facebook. Sure. Just oh, take the link, yeah. put it on your Facebook, put it on your Twitter, put it on your Instagram. That really, really helps us. Awesome. Stop by any Les Schwab Tire Center now through the holidays and uh, drop off a new unused toy. It's in my car. It's going to get used. My nine-year-old's going to get after it. So it's going to be gently used. That's just the way it goes. Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time on the Ron and Don Show. Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network.